This is a quick shift podcast from gopherpucklive.com. Good evening and welcome to a first for Gopher Puck Live. We're doing what's called a quick shift podcast. You know, we're just doing something different, you know, that uh, we bring in uh, guests and uh, talk about specific things and not just do the, you know, a recap and a preview of the next series. And uh, and to kick it off is uh, former Gopher Mike Carmen. Mike, thanks for joining me tonight. I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, you know, my, one of my regular co-hosts, Vega and I, we've been kind of debating about doing kind of short little podcasts or just, you know, specific type things in between the regular podcasts. And then uh, this weekend, uh, you decided to go out on Twitter and voice a few opinions. Yeah, I um, again, I don't make a habit of doing that very often, <laughs> but uh, it picked up a lot of steam pretty quickly. So I'm happy to come on and just, you know, it's tough to tough to voice an opinion through a tweet sometimes, right? I mean, it's the only it's a short little blurb and things get taken out of context and people, people have some interesting responses to it. So it's nice to come on and kind of talk a little more in depth about it. And that's exactly why we're having you on. Um, <laughs> you know, your tweets that, you know, like the first tweet, I believe this was, was it, uh, was it Saturday night or something like that? You know, yeah, it was Saturday during the third yeah. period of the, of the game. Go for hockey fans need to give their heads a shake. <laughs> You might be struggling, but leave, or we might, or your team might be struggling, sorry. Uh, but leaving at the 10-minute mark of the third period in a 5-3 game is sad. Uh, be a true fan and support the squad. Lots of game left. and uh, um. it, Yeah, you know what? When you read it back to me, you know, again, people, some people probably read that and it was like, you know, it sounds kind of, you know, like he's being a, a little bit of a jerk, kind of a malicious tweet. But <laughs> I, re- I really didn't intend it that way. Um I don't think you I did just, either. It didn't sound that way to me. I just, I, well, maybe I, it's just because I heard it back said to me by someone else. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you get, people are obviously frustrated. Right. And, uh, and deservedly so. I mean, I, I'm not telling people not to be frustrated and, and, and things like that. I mean, I get it completely. Like, you know, I think as an alumni, we have a lot of pride um, in, you know, being former golfers ourselves and, and wanting to see the team do well. Right. But yeah. it's it, it, I, I completely understand Friday's game was was a very tough one to watch. I mean, we stayed till the end of that one and Ooh. we were pro- we were probably about one of a thousand people in the rink. I get it <laughs> when the game's out of control. Um, I mean, when I was a kid, my dad, we would go to games and, you know, if a game, if the goers had a couple goal lead, we were doing the beat the traffic, you know, when they used to chant that. Stance with five <laughs> I minutes remember left. that so as well. I, yes, hey, everybody's got their reasons. I, I totally understand. But it's just it's tough when. You know, they are struggling a little bit and, you know, they're playing a good team. Let's not take anything away from Penn State. Um, but just to see people leaving in a two goal game in the third period when the guys need your, you know, they need their the fan support. It needs to get louder in there, not people leaving and have it turned into a morgue in there, you know, and, that, and it makes it tough. And and since you've played for the Gophers, things have changed quite a bit. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see where fans were frustrated with the change to the Big Ten, and the, but the, also the thing that happened at the exact same time is that Norwood Teague thought it would be a great idea to reseat the arena and start charging you know season ticket holders, you know forcing them to do uh, you know donations and whatnot, and all of that happened at once. Obviously, the Big Ten thing was mostly out of Minnesota's control, but when it coincided with this decision by Norwood Teague, that really did hurt. 
Yeah, yeah, and I wasn't really fully. I knew ticket prices had gone up. Um, mm-hmm. I because you know my first four year years out of school, um, I just could. If I was home for Christmas, I'd try to catch a game or something quick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the first year um, my actually recent fiance and I um, decided to you know she went to school there and we wanted to give back and support the team. And uh, so we got season tickets. So I'm, I'm well aware of the donation prices. I mean, um, <laughs> did that go along with those? And I get it. People like we're paying good money. We want to see a good product. Well, um, and I'm, I'm sure you guys have beaten to death the Big Ten oh, thing. Boy, I, I have like, <laughs> like as as everybody. And hey, I'm no different. I I, com- I complained about it immediately, and you know I'm still not a fan of it. Right? But you know I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a golfer fan who is a fan of the Big Ten um, changeover. Right? But that being said, it's been that way for a while now. So people just got to, you got to kind of move on. Right. And, um, and it is tough when you lose the, in, the, uh, the in-state rivalries. I get it. Yeah. You know, not seeing UMD or not playing UMD four times a year in Mankato, St. Cloud. Um, but I mean, if people really wanted to look at it, you're still, you still have Wisconsin in the conference. You still have Michigan in the conference. Notre Dame's got a great team. Um, Ohio state and Penn state's programs have come a long way. Right. Um, so I, I just I think it's it's kind of a you know kind of a BS excuse at this point to still be complaining about the conference. I, attendance I thought it was actually pretty good at the games to start this weekend. Both of them. Uh, they they were they were decent. Um, uh, you know. Yeah, the, I'm the, saying that in yeah. uh, perspective, right? So it's all relative, right? <laughs> it definitely so. is. You know, you know, people complain. Oh, we missed the WCHA, and a lot of people forget. You know, um, Anchorage wasn't always a great team. Michigan Tech wasn't always a great team. Mm-hmm. Um, and you compare those to some of the teams we have now and how those teams have improved. You, you look at what Penn State has done. Everyone hates Penn State because it started the whole ball rolling with the Big Ten. But they're a damn good team. And these teams, top to bottom in the Big Ten, are pretty damn good. Yeah, it's it's a competitive conference for sure. Um, and I, yeah, Penn State, I, as I said, I didn't want to take anything away from them. They, they played really well this weekend. They showed why they're a top ten team. Um, so fans that, you know, there's probably some fans on their smaller scale that just look and they see, oh, the Gophers are getting their butt kicked by Penn State. What happened? <laughs> um, in fact, one of my buddies texted me and he goes, you know, it's funny. So Gopher football is now beating Penn State and Penn State is now beating Gopher hockey. <laughs> so <laughs> it has come a long ways. But you know what? It's been great for college hockey. I mean, it's made the parody so awesome. Um, you know, there's. I always say now there's probably like the top 10 teams and the bottom 10 teams that are always going to most likely the top 10 teams are going to win, mm-hmm. but the middle 45 to 50 teams, whatever you want to call it, anybody can beat anybody now. And that's, I think that's awesome for college. Hockey. And and that really started when you started playing for the Gophers because yeah. you know, you'd say in the nineties, you had your haves and have nots and you would see games that are blowouts. You wouldn't see as many upsets, but in the two thousands, you know, uh, parity with the rest of Division One hockey. I mean, the rest of Division One hockey really just caught up, right? Yeah, and it's not just yeah, it's not just the Gophers, Michigan, UND, BC, BU, Wisconsin. Like, it's not the traditional markets. And I know there's people, and and to be honest, I probably am one more one of those guys. Like, I love seeing the traditional teams be mm-hmm. good. Um, but it, it is it, it's crazy. I mean, you saw it happen the year before I came into school. I hate to bring this up, but the, the Holy Cross <laughs> loss. Um, and then my freshman year, we almost did the same thing against Air Force. If fans remember that game, we were oh. down 3-1 in the third period. I do the remember exact that same game. game. We all thought, so, here we go again. Right? So <laughs> thankfully we avoided that. That would have been a, that would have been a travesty. But it was, um, 
yeah, it, it, but it just it goes to show you the, the smaller schools are or schools that are not as traditional have really revamped their programs. And you know what? It gives kids a lot more options too, because, you know, 20 years ago, um, you know, there wasn't as many D one options necessarily that people maybe wanted to go to, right? Like not the schools that everybody talks about. Well, now there are, you know, more competitive schools up and down the, or all throughout, all throughout the country. And, you know, it's a great opportunity for kids and they're more excited um, to have these, you know, D one chances with schools that, any given year might be going to the uh, the NCAA tourney. So, you know, we had uh, uh, one of the guys I've known for many years on Gopher Puck Live, Jared Klein. He, he asked via Twitter, he goes, Why are our fans so bandwagon? <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. And he's like, um, Were they more fans of the conference or the team? And I think some of this is, he's got a point there. I mean, you look at the old WCHA Final Five. I don't know if we're ever going to see anything like that again, but, uh, it's come down to were people fans of the team or the conference. Yeah. And that's, it's definitely, it definitely plays a factor, right? Especially when, you know, half the conference is teams that are in state, right? So the fans travel really well. Mm-hmm. We all know North Dakota's fans, as much as we don't like them travel really <laughs> well. Um, but yeah, just when everybody was just kind of congested right there, you know, that certainly helps with attendance purposes as well and keeping the conference rivalries going. Um, but yeah, it has been a few years of, you know, it, the, the program is not what it used to be in terms of the success levels. Right. And, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, programs go through ups and downs. Gophers, we went through, there was a long time of the Gophers being really, really good team, always in the NCAA tourney. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a little bit of ebb and flow to that. Um, and you know, they made the move, right. They, they changed coaches, you know, Don had an incredible career there say what you want. Um, you know, his record speaks for itself. Um, but you know, it was time for a change and I, so I never, um, played for Bob, um, when he was assistant coach at the U, but yep. he was one of the guys that recruited me. So I got to know him really well, um, mm-hmm. prior to coming into school. And I always liked Bob a lot. Um, played with Gordo, played against Rabs. Um, they're both buddies. It sounds like the coaching staff has a real good, you know, kind of base there. They're getting along well. They, um, you know, they're good communication lines there. So I think the right team's in place for the goals to, you know, but it's going to take time. And somebody chirped me on Twitter because I, somebody else brought up PJ Fleck, and so I responded <laughs> with an analogy of what PJ Fleck has done, uh-huh. and someone responds back, well, "This is not football." Well, no kidding, <laughs> like I'm aware, but PJ Fleck takes over. He goes five and seven, then he goes seven and six last year. I mean, now look at the team, and I'm not saying the Gophers will jump to that next year, but you know the Gophers were playing really well down the stretch last year, yes, um, and it's so I, I think. And you just got to give him time. He's, he's got to get his own guys in place and how he wants to recruit and the team he wants to set up. So, Most definitely. Well, my, my co, one of my co-hosts, Eric Vigo, he, had, he, wanted to, he couldn't make it tonight. Just too many. He's actually a little coach of his, of his kids. So, um, that takes up a lot of time. <laughs> it, uh, it does. So, but he had a few questions, and he just wanted to uh, know a couple things. Let me see what we've got here. Um, he, requests, he wants to know, and, you know, let me see. I'm reading here. What did you think of the alumni when you were there? Did you hear from them? Uh, what kind of no- kind of noise was out there? Did you remember were the were the alumni around when you were playing? Um, you know, uh, not as much to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I obviously got to know some of the alumni because they'd come back and work out and train in the summers. The guys that were still playing, um, and then you know every once in a while guys would pop down and be waiting around after the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of actually like building, you know, you know, with the new 
um, additions in the rink. They're going to be building the, they have the temporary one, but they're building an alumni room. Correct. And, yeah. you know, Bob has made it a very, um, Motsko has made it a, a point to try and get the alumni around more, include them more. Um, and I think that's awesome. And I think it's great because it gives us a chance, you know, guys that played with, I don't see all the time to, to be around and talk about the team. And, you know, I, so actually for my, from my perspective, like I used to coach Sammy Walker when he was a kid a little bit and kind mm-hmm. of skate with him when he was a lot younger, which makes me feel old. But <laughs> we're so all I, old. <laughs> I, I text Sammy, I just, not all the time, but you know, I try to like, you know, encouraging stuff. Right. And you know, if we're, you know, guys are behind you, you know, it's going to, ha- it's going to happen just, you know, in positive stuff. Right. When mm-hmm. you, you know, you know, you're hearing so much negative right now. Um, but yeah, going back to the alumni thing, there's, there seems to be a tighter connection in the last year or two. And, um, guys getting together and it's, it's really fun. It makes it, it makes it, there's a lot more incentive for us to go to the game, right? Knowing we're going to get together a couple times a year and talk to guys from different generations and compare notes. And it's just, it's, it's a good environment. Yeah. The, I'm looking forward to them, you know, building that down, uh, by the old media entrance downstairs to give you a place, a guy, uh, a, a, you guys a place to go right, where you don't always have to be, you know, what the fans bugging you. Cause I could see a group of you guys getting together and, Oh boy, you're going to have a lot of fans coming up just bothering you. <laughs> I mean, you probably don't mind that so much, but you know, when you're just when you're hanging out with the guys, it's yeah, it's hard to be yourself. So it'll be nice to have that. I, the only person I feel sorry for now is old Craig Floor because he's losing most of his office and he's going to be put in a corner somewhere. But uh, I guess I don't feel too bad for Craig Floor. I mean, no, you got to get you got to give Craig a hard time too. I don't mind doing that. He's oh, that's uh, what no. we do. He, he, yeah, he's been he's, there forever, and everyone loves him. Uh, well, that's what I was going to say. He's been there forever, and it's actually kind of interesting. Um, you know, my fiance mentioned this. Um, this the games we've been going to this year. Like I keep commenting, I'm like, yeah, Craig's been the arena manager here forever. Um, you know, Mike Chandler in the ticket office. Yep. Um, and I, I should know names here, but I in the player side entrance there, where you can, you know, kind of sneak out of the elevator to go up to the Gold Club there. I think that's the media entrance too. Yes. Um, I believe it's the same people still checking tickets there that have been there since I was in college, and yes. probably even before that. And just to see the loyalty of the staff. And the people that, you know, that support the team in these little roles that people that the average fan doesn't see. Right. It's, you know, it just shows how committed that people are like that and how important they are to um, to our program. Yeah, it's fun for me because, you know, I actually started covering, you know, we started getting credentialed your freshman year and we've been going there ever since. And, you know, like you said, you come downstairs when you're checking in, it's the same people. You know, you've got the Craig floors and you've got the same people upstairs in the club room. It is sort of a family atmosphere there. Right. And, it really is. And uh, I, and we need to get more alumni back. And, and I, I know, uh, you know maybe Coach Lucia wasn't doing as much of that and not as involved with that. But I know Motsko is trying to bring it back to bring it a lot stronger than it has been the past, you know, 10 years. For sure. And I, and I think that's, you know, and I'm not just I'm not saying that Don should have done that or whatever. I mean, it's but when the team is down like it, it has been. Mm-hmm. And there's a new coaching turnover and things like that. I think now is the time that, and as I'm sure you guys agree, it's it's very important to have that network there and see for the players to see the guys there that have been, you know, playing 10, 20, 30 years, 40 years before they were there. And you see the connection and the bond and it shows you what you're playing for. Right. And that's kind of, that's kind of how I feel about when you know, circling back to the people leaving the game early. I'm like, if you're sitting on the bench, I know that feeling. <laughs> when you when you look and you see and you know you're playing that poorly, that people are leaving the rink. 
Um, but I've never seen it to this extent where it's almost empty at the end of some games. Um, and it's, and that's not how are, as a player, it's, it's tough, right? You get, you're already feeling down. You're like, God, we got to do better. We're trying to fix this. But then you see everybody giving up too. And that's, and believe it or not, that makes a very, very big deal to players. I believe it. I mean, they, they honestly won't say it, um, (laughs) publicly. See, I can speak more candidly now because I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm not in that position anymore. And it's kind of, kind of freeing a little bit. They, they have to be, they have to be a little mum, and they just say, and say, Hey, Oh no, we don't notice that we're too busy, but you know, it, 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 everyone notices it. And, um, you know, and there's, there's multiple things going on there, you know, not just with people leaving early. I mean, that's people leaving early. is just definitely a sign of, instant frustration but then you have some things where you know minnesota selling tons of tickets to these games and they're having two to twenty five hundred people not show up each game yeah that's I mean, you that's see those empty seats a lot of them are sold right um, but you know you know my buddy eric vigo he's been doing a report every year like the past five years showing how scanned ticket numbers have gone way down even though they're selling so you know last year or there was a year where they didn't have over 3,000 people show up for a Wisconsin game. And that's just, it just boggles my mind that so many people are not using their tickets. And from what we've learned, it's not the, what, you know, the fans would call corpies. It's just regular people not showing up. And it's baffling because, you know, for me, you know, if I'm paying for my tickets, I'm going to show up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if I'm not showing up, I'm trying very hard to sell that ticket mm-hmm. and get rid of it, you know. And, um, but, but also one thing that's, you know, it's going to help. Yes, they're young, but uh, winning. Hey, hang on. I'm going to stop you there. Can I just go right ahead? We, yeah. So I don't think the young thing can be I, I don't like I don't think people should like you say it as a positive or a negative. Like it's just the way it is. The Gophers yeah. have always been young. We've always been that way. So it's, it's finding people that can step up earlier, right? That's the challenge, mm-hmm. you know, at a younger age. Um, and I get it. More and more people keep leaving early, which is contributing to the young problem. Um, but it's, you know, there's other teams like that, too. We're not, granted, we're on the younger end of that. But there, there's a lot of teams that are in that position, too, right? I mean, it's, you know, it's just it's getting guys to play the right way. Because mm-hmm. I'm I, to be bluntly honest and, again, agreeing with a lot of people that tweeted, Friday night was bad, obviously. Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> you can't play that uninspired and that unmotivated in the first night of a series at home against a big team. You just can't. Well, and, and to be honest, um, I had never seen that before. You know, I've been watching no. golf for hockey a long time. I've never seen you know six of the eight goals. It was basically the first six goals were uncontested. There was uh, yep. literally no one in front of the net when oh. these goals and. Goalie, I don't care if you're the best goalie in history. You're 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 gonna get you're screwed. It's just <laughs> totally <laughs> been, agree with you. It was, hanging out it the dry. Was, it was and, like you know the, the, you always talk about the the D rule, right? You're supposed to be inside the dots, especially yeah. on an Olympic sheet. Well, it seemed like both D were on the outside of both dots, like completely. And on an Olympic <laughs> sheet, that's as wide as a normal rink, right? It is. So, and I felt that way too. It was it was very it was tough to watch, and I, and I, I totally get people being frustrated with that kind of effort level. And getting back to your, you know, the Gophers are too young. We actually did talk about that on the podcast last week. You know, people say they're young, but uh, like you say, they're always young. You know what? They're always probably going to be in the bottom third or bottom quarter or even, bottom, let's say, bottom 10 schools when it comes to age. They're just going to be young. It's just they can try to get older. and It's just going to be a tough thing at Minnesota. 
Right. And people talk about recruiting, um, you know, and recruiting older. Well, you know, it's the market is what it is. Like you, is. you have to co- commit guys early. Thankfully they changed that rule this past year. Yes. Um, where you can't speak to schools until like your sophomore year and you can't commit till your junior year verbally. I mean, yeah, it's, it was getting a little ridiculous guys verbally committing in seventh grade, but, <laughs> it, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's just the way it is though. Like the golfers, regardless of how they're doing are still a big name. And if they don't take those kids, someone else will. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's finding the right balance of recruiting. Right. And I, and I think they're, again, I think they're in good hands. I know people can disagree with me all they want, but it's, you got to give them time, but uh, Motsko and his coaching staff time to do things their way. It's a, it's a, it's a brand new coaching staff and, and, a year ago. So. And, and to some point, you know, sometimes a good butt kicking will do you some good. Yes. And I thought they responded well Saturday out of the mm-hmm. gate. I was, I was very like, well, it was like, this is a different team when mm-hmm. they came out of the gate Saturday. So that was, that was good to see, right? Because if you get that effort two nights in a row, then there's a problem. It's really all about growing. You just got to keep growing, keep getting better. I mean, yeah, they didn't win Saturday night, but they did play better. Um, and we, we, please just don't let us see six open goals like that again. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I think that was a once a season, hopefully once in a decade performance. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that'll happen again. I think it was just you know you're going to have an off night as a player, and I get that. And sometimes things just spiral out of control. Or as a team, you'll, you'll have an off night, but mm-hmm. it's just the overall effort level, the physics. Again, it's hard to do it on an Olympic sheet. I understand those corners mm-hmm. are very spread out. The drink is huge, but there's the lack of physical play overall is kind of troubling too. Like if you're down, your team's down, you're having a tough night, you need to go do something about it. Mm-hmm. I know it's a little bit more old school than what happens now, but a couple of guys need to decide screw it. I'm going to go bury the next guy who has the puck. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it has to be that kind of mentality. And so I don't know that that's a little, little more old school, yeah. but it's, it's something that, you know, wouldn't hurt. Right. And, it's, and, and, it, and the thing is, you know, they are proposing changing the Mary, Mary GI sheet, hopefully making it smaller, be more of a hybrid, similar to Wisconsin size. Yeah, that would uh, be nice. I mean, I a lot of people is, don't realize, you know, how big of a lake it is out there. If you haven't, I mean, especially <laughs> playing like we're talking about getting spread out on defense, that's very easy to have, have happen on a rink that big. Well, you've um, also got those corners, too, though. I mean, the corner well, radius is is 20 <laughs> feet. I mean, the radius in the NHL is 28 feet, so it's a much gradual curve. It's not this huge corner, then a short curve, and then back up again. Well, It is huge out there. Th- there's a reason when we were going to play in an NHL sheet, we'd practice on Ritter. Yeah. Because it's not something you can just adjust to on the fly. Like it's very, very different. So, and, and then when you have really skilled teams offensively, like like a Penn State, they took advantage of it last weekend. Yeah, they, 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 I was. They're a good team. <laughs> they are I mean, a good team. That speaks for itself. Well, uh, I know Vigo's had a couple more questions. He's just wanting to know, you know, who do you still stay in touch with? Your former teammates? Do you still get together with the guys? Yeah. Um. So it's funny. Uh, Tony Lucci and I probably live three blocks from each other and don't see each other nearly enough <laughs> yeah. um, in the downtown area. But um, we actually had uh, a couple of the older guys um, within like the previous four years. Um, but before I got there, threw together an alumni get together um, kind of for guys we'd all played together um, this past summer. So we went up to Duluth for a couple of days and golfed and, and it was a very mm-hmm. good time. So it's kind of my class um, and then the two classes ahead of me. Uh, older than me um so that's you know that older class it's kind of like peltier kaufman gordo yep um and then the class ahead of that or underneath that was like wheeler you know boostrom uh stoa 
um, RJ Anderson, mm-hmm. um, and I'm leaving off names too. And then my class, so <laughs> there's like, a lot. <laughs> there, yeah, there was like 16 of us out there, and it was a yeah. great time. It was, we're gonna, you know, it's, we, we're trying to make it an annual thing to keep in touch because everybody's got kids and and lives and things going on like that. Um, but I, I mean, for instance, last uh, Saturday I hadn't seen Brent Soley in forever. Um, that's a name that'll go back for a few Gopher fans. Yes, but like I saw Brent Soley, I saw him at uh, in the Gold Club um, after the game on Saturday. Um, so Soli was our third string goalie. Yep. Um, my first two years I was there. I believe he and, also had the 35 W helmet, didn't he? Oh I, God, you're testing my memory. Oh, I, I remember <laughs> taking a picture of that and can't catch it. Yeah, it's one of the keepers back then had that, that uh, dedication to the 35 W collapse. It very well, very well might've been Soli. Um, but yeah, I, I can't remember is. that for sure. Oh, he's a great uh, kid. Yeah, he's awesome. So, um, so yeah, just running into guys at games is great too. So that's that's a lot yes. of fun. Because um, a lot of times, you know, some of the fans don't recognize you guys after you've aged a little bit too. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Put a couple of years on you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. We, um, you know, we got the gold club seats, and so I don't really, I'm not walking around the concourse a whole lot because we mm-hmm. kind of just go in the side door and go right up to the top. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. You got the bar top. You can just kind of set your food and drink down up there, mm-hmm. and it's it's a great spot to watch from. But I. I tend to see more alumni than I do just, you know, the, the regular fans um, that have been watching our game since before I played there. So, Well, I've always been lucky enough to, as a photographer to be able to shoot between the benches, you know, quit pretty often. And I've always told people that, you know, you know, it's one thing to be on the glass, but <laughs> it's a completely different thing to be no glass in front of you. And, oh yeah, uh, I, I, you get the smells, you hear the chirping. It's uh, it's a quite different experience, uh, and I try to relay that to people at times. And I just tell you, it's 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 completely it's a lot faster too. Yeah, it's it's incredible, even um, like how much the glass keeps in like mm-hmm. noise and different things, and and all the you know, chirping that's going on, and coaches yelling and whatever else. You you hear a whole <laughs> whole different game down where you are. Well, let's go back down memory lane, though, because uh, you were involved in one of the best, I would say, WCHA series of all time uh, <laughs> when you guys traveled down to Mankato. And uh, game two was kind of special for you. Let, let's let's take a listen there. Old Frank Wazako here. Now ahead for Carmen. Pulls back and shoots and scores! By Carmen! We're going to game three! Oh, the old Wooger with the woo-woo <laughs> there. Uh, uh, that was, you know, I remember being down there. My Actually, my camera broke the first night in overtime, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, did it break the, or did it run out of battery because well, no, the game actually, was so long? My shutter failed when I was in overtime, and I was shooting in that little photo box that they had in Mankato, and my shutter failed. I'm like, I'm screwed. I, I'm not going <laughs> to get it. Um, but I remember that goal was kind of a fluke goal because it did some kind of weird bounce off the ice. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of grief from my friends because they're like, "What a terrible celebration!" I'm like, well, I didn't, I didn't see it go in, so um, it well, was yeah, a weird bounce, and the goalie didn't have it. I mean, you bounce off the ice like that, it's gonna. I mean, the goalie's. It, it was incredible screwed. that I, I watched the replay on it after the game um, when I was doing an interview, um, and I I couldn't do that again if you gave me a thousand <laughs> opportunities. Like the puck glanced off the, the d started to try to go down and block it yes. and it glanced off the underside of his shin pad stayed completely flat and kept all of its velocity hit the ice and it was like like bouncing a quarter off the table it just rocketed straight up and i was like 
I don't know how that even happened, <laughs> but you know what? That's why you shoot the puck. So. That is that is true. I mean, what a what a special series that was for both teams. I mean, you know, a single overtime game, a two double overtime games. Uh, I've never been that tired in my life. <laughs> that was that was a I long bet. weekend. Uh, and that, that was that was, you know, I think that was kind of the beginning of the Minnesota Mankato rivalry. Yeah, I things, mean, they really. I mean, Mankato's like we're hosting, uh, and then they beat you. And what well, was it? I think I believe it was even the shorthanded goal at first night to to win in overtime. And then your guys' yeah, backs were against the wall. Buddy of mine scored that. <laughs> I played in high school with the guy who scored the game winner in the first game. So uh, it, it yeah, was it, it was fun. Yeah, I remember. Even my freshman year, the year before that, we had some nasty games with Mankato. Mm-hmm. Um, things it was, you know, some of the other series. Like I always thought, Wisconsin things never really got nasty. I always felt like it was a really hard battle and like you know, really good hockey. Mankato, I felt like we got into it with them a little more extracurriculars and things like that and things going on behind the play for whatever reason. But then my sophomore year, that was when um, Tommy Pohl, oh yes. um, got hit into the boards and, and you know got. Uh, thankfully ended up being, you know, full recovery from all that. But, um, so yeah, I think that definitely. And then while my freshman year, Wheeler cut, uh, I think it was Dan Tormey was his name, something like that. The goalie. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that Wheeler slid into him and sliced his hand, the Mankato goalie. I I do remember that. So yeah. So there was a couple of like big incidents that happened and leading up into that series, the two years prior. So yeah, there was a, it was a very hard fought series, very physical series. And it was a lot of fun. I will never forget that. And then uh, you compare that to Michigan coming to Minnesota last spring and the fact that Minnesota decided not to put the first round series in the season ticket package. Yeah, that's tough. And under two, I tweeted out the opening ice. Puck I got, out. I got sent that picture by a lot of people. And <laughs> it was, it was, uh, re- it was viewed over 200,000 times on Twitter. Oh boy! I didn't comment on it, but it was uh, boy. I had Pat Micheletti coming over and yelling at me by the next period. He's oh, like, "What are you? What are you putting that up for?" I'm like, "I didn't even comment. I just put it up." I'm like, "It, it, it, it sorry, it was a bad decision by you to do it that way." And, and yeah, and it's it, tough. I, I it's, think oh, it was bad. I, <laughs> I think the classic, or I think kind of the old model, I would assume, was that, well, we don't need to put it in the season tickets because people will buy tickets anyways yep. um, for the first round series, right? I would assume that was the thought process. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I I got I got texts from all sorts oh, of people I that played on my other schools making fun of us. <laughs> you guys need to go fly a kite. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's it has changed. And I don't know. I'm, I, have, I have total faith, as I think most of the alumni do, that you know, the, with the changes that have been enacted and kind of turning over a new leaf last year and just kind of starting fresh, I, I think, I believe they're headed in the right direction despite what happened, um, especially Friday last weekend. Um, I mean, you've got a great, it says a lot when there's a sophomore, again, I'm a little biased cause I, I know him and I, <laughs> I like the kid a lot, but, um, but Sammy being, uh, you know, a co-captain as a sophomore speaks volumes about some of your younger guys coming up that, you know, are looking up to this guy and, you know, he's very dynamic on the ice. He's, he's all over the place out there. Um, so, I mean, he's got some good leadership in place, obviously. And, uh, Nanny will be, Nanny's a senior, correct? Be graduating yes, this is. year. Yep. So, but you've got Sammy in place. I don't think Sammy's going anywhere anytime soon. Someone tweeted that at me too. I was like, well, I mean, maybe he is, maybe he doesn't, but you know, he's, he's, he's the right guy for the job right now. Yeah, I think he is. 
And you know, we just need some other guys to kind of pick up on the other lines because, you know, if, if, if the other guys kind of don't pick it up, it, it is to shut down or a you lot know, easier to shut down one line than it is or one guy than it is when other guys are, per, are performing well. For sure. You know, I actually thought played really well on Saturday. Um, kind of one of the best games I've seen him play in recent memory is uh, Ranta. Yeah. Um, I thought he was he was real noticeable and obviously scored like but um but he, he, he was really asserting himself out there. So it'd be good to see more of that from him for sure. And, and you know, you talked earlier in your goal, you know, in Mankato, you just shot it on net. And uh, that's one of the frustrations I've been noticing from fans and people like this year. You know, a lot of guys are getting some great age chances and then passing the puck. And I'm guessing you've probably seen that a few times too. And I, you know, Moscow's got to be saying, guys, come on. Shoot yeah, the puck. I, <laughs> and, it, and I think that's just the thing of the guys get to just kind of get it in their brain to listen. Hey, you got an opportunity, you know, shoot low, get a rebound. Um, you don't always need to get that last fancy pass. And I bet you've heard that quite a few times in your career. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, very specifically I have. I was always told because I was always trying to be a pass first guy. It was just the way I was and <laughs> yes. the way I was wired. And I got told plenty of times, um, shoot the puck. Um, part of it, though, too. Yeah, they definitely need to not be afraid to throw the puck at the net, right? But that also plays into the Olympic sheet, too. Mm -hmm. Because when you're on the boards coming down the wall, um, and maybe at the top of the circles, hash marks on the outside there, that net's a long way away, or it looks like it is, right? So you're less inclined to shoot because of all that space. If you're on a smaller sheet, um, I do feel like you kind of, you're, you're thinking more about shooting, right? Like it's not a bad shot to shoot from a bad angle at the bottom of the circle, but it feels that way sometimes in an Olympic sheet. Um, like shooting mm -hmm. that at the goalie's feet, it just feels like you're further away. So I, I'm not saying that's an excuse, but it's just it's a thought process thing. Mm -hmm. When the game's happening fast, you kind of think, well, God, I'm so far away. Do I really want to throw the puck on the net? Um, so hopefully they can get past that and, again, let, let those fly a little and I more. Can I can understand when kids are – they don't want to be selfish and things like that. And uh, But, you know, <laughs> it's kind of a lot of times you kind of waiting for the fans to start yelling shoot, which I know you guys just love. <laughs> but I maybe it'll just be a little reminder, guys. People hey, you got a great A chance. Let's get it on net and let's just right. let's crash that net and, and get a dirty goal because you know what? We don't need to always have those uh, fancy uh, two on ones, three on two fancy goals. Let's, we just no, want I it, agree. Just want it in the back of the net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter how it goes in, right? No, well, I, it'll take again. It's just it's taking it's, it'll take time because again, there's plenty of guys. Again, I said I was one of them. I didn't. I wanted to pass before I'd shoot, and it wasn't because I um, wasn't because I was trying to make a bad play, right? It's because yes. you, know, you, you you think like, oh, I should be looking to pass here. I shouldn't be taking the shot, and like you said, being selfish sometimes. So yeah, yeah, I, I can't disagree with you there. Um, well, thanks for coming on with me. You know, it was kind of a short notice thing, and we just threw this thing together. But I appreciate you being available to uh, come on and do this. Absolutely. Um, again, I just I, I appreciate kind of giving me the opportunity to elaborate a little more on what I was referring to, and just you know, it's sometimes the the fans forget that you know the alumni we we care quite a bit too, and yes. we're not you know it's I just thought it'd be nice to hear a perspective from one of us and um, kind of what we see out there too, and mm -hmm. just kind of and also help hopefully encourage some fans to maybe take a look at you know maybe take a step back and be like, all right, well, am I being a good fan right now? <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Um, it, Cause again, I get the frustration and I get, you know, you're paying money and a lot of money for these seats, but maybe that, maybe you want to stay and stay and enjoy the seats for the rest of the game too. <laughs> so you might um, as well. 
Might as but, well, because you never know what you're going to see. When we saw it in the Vikings no. game yesterday, a team came back. Things and, change very quickly. Uh, it can, and all it takes is one goal to spark a team. And we've seen it in the past. All of a sudden, you get a flood of goals, and you just never yeah. know. Uh, and and it, make some noise. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and the last thing I just kind of want to say with that is I'm not trying to, by any means, rag on the fans. We have some of the best fans in the country, mm-hmm. and we always have. And I and it was what made you know playing at the U so great, amongst a lot of other things, but. Having knowing you're going to play in front of a, you know, a packed arena, and knowing you got a, a great fan base behind you, and I know those fans are still there, mm-hmm. um, but it just it'd be nice to, again, let's you know you got to support the team when they're struggling too. That's when they need it the most. Most definitely. Well, thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, I appreciate I, it. I, I really appreciate you coming on. You know, well, that's going to do it for our very first uh, GPL Quick Shift podcast Uh, i want to thank former golden gopher mike carmen for joining me you can also follow him on twitter at kangaroo underscore carmen and uh maybe he'll tweet a little more often now we'll have to wait and see (laughs) we'll see i don't know i don't know if i want to be responsible for responding (laughs) to that many tweets (laughs) uh be sure to tune in later this week when we'll have wisconsin state journal reporter todd molesky on the regular weekly gpl podcast for the upcoming badger series until then Thanks for joining us. Oh.